This is Anthony in Arena, and you're listening to In the Arena. I want to talk about planning a sales call. And I think one of the mistakes that we make in sales is that we don't believe that we have to plan our sales call. And the reason that we believe we don't have to plan a sales call is because we've made hundreds or maybe thousands of sales calls before, and we know how the game is played, and we believe we know how the call is going to go. But I think that it's still worth our time and our trouble to ask some questions before we go in and take from the client the most important thing that they have, which is their time. And for us in sales, that time is a gift, and it's a rare gift. And the uh, folks at CEB, now Gardner, shared some stats with me when I was with them that generally about 17% of the time is spent with salespeople as buyers go through the decision-making process. At least that's what their, their research shows. And typically there are three people or three groups that get a chance to go in and spend time with buyers as they're making this decision. So when you think about that, that's about maybe 5 or 6% of the total time they spend considering a decision. So it's a gift for you, and you have to believe it's a gift, and you have to say, I'm going to maximize my opportunity to win this deal in the time that I have. So every sales call matters, and that means every sales call needs to be intentional, which means you need to decide what do you want to have happen. So let me give you just a little frame for thinking about sales calls. So what I would start with... Whenever I make a sales call, the first question that I want to answer is, what outcome do I need from this call? What do I need to have happen? So maybe it is I need to share an insight with them that's going to cause them to believe that they need to change. Or maybe they're already in that process and they already know that they need to change. So maybe my process is to help them discover something about themselves that allows us to have a conversation That helps me give them the very best answer as it pertains to getting the new outcome that they need. So I want to know, what is the outcome? What do I need to have happen? But it can't just be about me. It also has to be about the client because we're there to serve the client and make sure that we take care of them. So the next question is, what do they need to have happen on their side? Maybe I understand it's early process for them, and they're going to want to explore. So I want to make sure if they want to explore, I want to make sure that I give them the insights and the ideas and all of the background on the choices that are available to them so I can help them understand where they are, what they might do, and how they might think about it. Or maybe they're further down the path and they're trying to decide, should I do this thing or that thing? So why change is important. But how change is important, too. How should I make that change? What options are available to me? So based on what I know in the prior conversations, I'm going to look at this and try to decide what's the outcome for the client? What do they really need that they're going to find value creating for them so they can say yes to the next step? 
The next thing that I'm going to consider is who are my stakeholders? What role do they have? What are their greatest concerns? If it's executive leadership, I'm going to be looking at strategic outcomes. And strategic outcomes are not your product or your service or even your solution. They want wallet share. They want speed to market. They want uh, greater operational efficiencies that allow them to control costs so they can invest in going into new markets. They tend to want things and they tend to make investments that say, I want to do something big here so that I can do something meaningful that makes a difference and moves my company forward. But if you're working with an end user, this is the opposite side of the spectrum. So this is moving from level four all the way to level one. The level one stakeholders want to know, your product works. I can count on it. It's going to save me time. It's going to make me more efficient. It's going to make my life easier. It's going to make my job easier. I need to know that you're going to do all of those things. So I need to know who are the stakeholders. And then I have to think about who do I bring with me on this call? Do I bring a subject matter expert? Do I bring my manager? If there's executives in the room, do I need to bring an executive from my team so that they recognize that we're fully committed to working with them? Or do I need to bring somebody who's tactical and practical who can talk to their operational team about the things that they need to do to be able to execute? So it matters who you bring and who's sitting at the table because you're thinking through this lens, how do I serve these people and how do I make sure I'm doing everything in my power to generate the outcomes that are going to allow them to say yes to the next step, which we'll get to in a minute. I'm also going to have questions. If I've made one call or two calls or four calls or if you've made 10 calls, you're still going to have questions that you need answered. You're going to go from one call to the next, and you're going to want to have a list of questions to say, these are the things that we still need to get answered. We don't know who's on the buying committee. We don't know what the decision criteria is. We don't know if these stakeholders are still upset about what we're trying to do and dragging their feet and if they're going to resist this or if executive management has shut that down yet. You're going to have all kinds of questions. So when you have this time, You want to make sure that you use it wisely, knowing that your prospective client is going to have questions and you're going to need to have answers for those questions. That's the way this works. But you also have to remember that your client is going to have questions and you can anticipate those questions. They're going to say, have you done this before? Do you have proof that you can provide us with? What do the results look like for your customers? I had a sales call with a guy not long ago and I asked him the question, Um, what were your results when you did this for somebody else? And he said, you know, we can't make any guarantees or promises. I said, I didn't ask you for a guarantee or a promise. I just asked you, what were the results like for somebody else? And he didn't have a good answer for that. So my confidence now went down because he couldn't talk to me about what's happened for other people. You're going to have to anticipate where you are in the sales process, where they are in their process. And you know, if you've listened to the podcast I don't believe that any of this is linear. I think you're going to go back and forth through different stages of your process and their process because there's lots of people involved, and it's difficult now. But you can anticipate the questions, and you should show up with answers to the questions you believe you're going to be asked. That's part of doing good prep for a sales call. And now we get to the grand finale. What are the next steps? If you've read the law start of closing, then you know there's 10 commitments. You're going to look at those commitments and say, what's the next commitment we need to make together to produce the best result for them and to help them make a good decision and get the results they need? If you haven't read that book, go out and pick it up on Amazon, The Law Start of Closing. It is not what you think it is, I promise. 
The title doesn't do the book justice. It's the most consultative thing you've ever read, and the language choices will help you, one, do well, and two, make more money. So go check that out. This is how you think about a sales call, and I'm going to end with where we started here. It's a gift for you to get your client's time. It's an opportunity for you to make a difference for them. It's an opportunity to do the good work that allows you to win deals. So do the work and plan a sales call. And I'll tell you personally, whenever I make a call, If I'm having a face-to-face or a phone call with a client, I have notes sitting next to me so that I know how I want the call to go. I know what talk tracks I might need to use, and I'm going to come off as buttoned up because I am going to be buttoned up, and I'm going to do the pre-work to make sure that the client has a good experience and that I do good work while I'm on that call. Okay. If you like this, if it serves you, please do me a favor and go out and leave me a rating and a review. That helps a lot, and it also allows me to share this with more people. Right now, we're working very hard at promoting this. We're now number 13 in uh, marketing and management. I think that's a category on iTunes. So go out to iTunes and hit the subscribe button for sure if you haven't subscribed already. I'm going to be working very hard over here at the podcast because so many people like audio. I think it makes sense for me to give you some content outside of written form, and I don't want you watching YouTube uh, while you're driving around. That's not a good idea, even though you can subscribe to all these and just pick whichever format works for you. Share this with someone who needs it, and I'll see you back here tomorrow in the arena. This episode of In the Arena is sponsored by Sales Accelerator, the very best and most complete training for B2B sales professionals and B2B sales organizations. So listen, if you want to improve your sales results or the results of your team, I want to share a program with you that I created called Sales Accelerator. It's a training platform for salespeople, for sales managers, and for sales leaders. The training platform includes 450 individual lessons and 33 individual courses, with a new course being added every week. And all of the fundamentals are covered there, and including advanced concepts like level four value creation and building consensus and leading with insight, as well as prospecting and targeting and diagnosing and negotiating and closing, all very, very interactive and all actionable and practical and tactical because that's what I like to do. But I want to share with you just one of my favorite programs. It's a special program. We call it Coach. There are 100 videos in this program with more added every couple weeks. And in this course, I give you the language for every common prompt, objection, concern, and pushback that clients are going to throw at you while you're selling. So if you ever wanted to know what to say and how to say it, this program is going to give you everything you need to be able to have these kind of client conversations and to execute all the things that you'll find in a book like The Lost Art of Closing. How do you ask them for consensus? How do you ask them to invest more? All of those things are covered. So So if you want B2B sales training that allows you to up your game, to become a peer and a trusted advisor, to learn the state of the art of consultative selling now, this is that program. So go visit me at b2bsalestraining.com. And if you want to make more sales even faster, let me help you accelerate the results of your team. Call me at 833-ANARINO. That's 833-426-6274, 833-426-6274, and let's accelerate your sales.